Welcome ASM. This is our weekly video. This is actually our final video in 1 Timothy. So we are actually wrapping up this week. We're going to spend some time recapping uh, the just entire book, the entire series that we've been in all this time. Uh, I just want to welcome you guys. If you are watching this and uh, you, you don't know what's going on, uh, we actually use this video as a part of our small group time. So hopefully you've spent some time studying the passage already. And now we're going to uh, just share a few thoughts about it as we recap. Uh, if you're not in a small group right now, if you're a parent or just a family member that's checking out what ASM is doing, welcome. You're, you're, we're glad you're here. You're welcome to join and watch it. Uh, just know that that is how we intend to use this. Um, so this week, like I said, is our final week of 1 Timothy. So we're actually in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, verses 20 and 21. I'm going to read them real quick for you guys, and we're going to actually move into recap. So Paul, writing to Timothy, says this as he closes out his letter. He says, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all. Like I said, this is just how Paul is closing his message to Timothy. And one of the big things that stands out right away, Paul says, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. So we want to spend some time now and you're going to hear from me and Wyatt and Mitchell uh, about some of the things that has been entrusted to Timothy's care and some of the things that we really want to stick and and, uh, last with us as we close out our series. We hope you guys have enjoyed this study in in 1 Timothy. Let's go ahead and I'm actually up first. So you're going to hear from me on the concept of leadership and what that is in 1 Timothy. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Check out that view, right? Absolutely gorgeous. Worth the hike, worth the struggle. Well, I mean, truth is actually, uh, Mitchell texted me a couple days ago and said, what are you doing Thursday morning? Do you want to do a sunrise hike? And I said, sure, why not? It's only four miles round trip. That's not even that long. And man, I learned real quick how out of shape and unprepared I was, especially compared to Mitchell. Mitchell is training for an Ironman right now. He's physically fit. Mitchell used to work for REI, so he's got the equipment. And Mitchell, I don't know if you know this, Mitchell's an Eagle Scout and he's real proud of it and he likes to tell everyone about it. So Mitchell knows how to survive in the outdoors. Uh, What's the point of all this? Well, we're recapping 1 Timothy, right? And one of the major themes in 1 Timothy is leadership, right? Paul is writing this letter to Timothy to instruct him on Timothy's leadership, on the church's leadership, on having leadership in some certain particular issues that are happening. So how do we take that and how do we apply that to us? Well, just on my way up here, as I was walking, as I was hiking, excuse me, I was just thinking about how unprepared I was and how prepared Mitchell was. Uh, Mitchell was leading the way. He would pause and stop and make sure that I was doing okay. He would offer encouragement. He'd offer advice like, hey, don't hit your head on that tree. Uh, And also, one of the biggest things is I forgot to bring a flashlight to a sunrise hike. So I guess in my mind, I was planning on walking through the dark woods without a light at all. Mitchell brought extras because he figured I would be unprepared. That is what leadership in the church is supposed to look like. If you desire to be a leader, if you desire to be respected as a leader, whether that's respected by someone younger than you or older than you or by one of your friends, if you want their respect, you have to earn it. You have to have gone ahead before. Mitchell has done hikes before. Mitchell knew what to, knew what to be prepared for And so he had my respect because I could trust his training. I could trust his equipment uh, because I knew Mitchell knew what he was doing. 
if you want people to respect you, if you want to be a leader in the church, you have to have gone before. You have to have had the trials, had the struggles, so that when you want to lead someone else through it, you can go ahead of them, look back, make sure they're doing okay, help them out, assist them on the way, but you continue to lead. That's exactly what this looks like. So this is a great book. This is a great just steady for us in terms of what we're thinking about as leaders, especially as students, when we want to earn respect and earn leadership of either our parents or our peers or whoever. Uh, Timothy is just such a great example. And there's so many uh, places that we can find that. So uh, next, we're going to hear from Mitchell, uh, the man himself, the Eagle Scout. Mitchell Morris is going to teach us about false teachers. Howdy. Thanks for that intro, Austin. Really glad that you uh, shared those details of my life. I'm just here uh, sipping from my cost-tailored mug. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, but I'm here to talk about the false teachers of the church. Uh, it's, point, or it's point number two of for the entire book of First Timothy. Uh, right out the gate in chapter one, verse three, Paul talks about the need to get rid of the false teachers in the church of Ephesus. Uh, false teachers throughout all of Paul's books or Paul's letters are talked about in just in such a detrimental way. Uh, false teachers can just tear down a church. And I think a lot of the times we can think about some of the false teachers of today, some of the televangelists that are really easy to think of. Uh, we're not gonna say any names, but Austin talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, but false teaching a lot of the times can come on accident. It can come from a lack of training. Uh, just as Austin just talked about, it's important that our teachers are well-trained and are well-brought up in leadership. Uh, and, and teachers who are not can, can so easily fall into a false doctrine. Uh, Paul speaks so highly of the Bereans in Acts chapter 17, who go home and test the teachings that Paul uh, talked to them with. And you as ASM students have the same duty to test the, the things that your small group leaders are speaking about, test the things that the teaching team in ASM is speaking about, and, and even some of the things that Brad is, is speaking about in, in main service. Uh, it is our duty to hold each other accountable just as the teaching team here holds each other accountable to make sure that we are spreading the truth. Uh, so we each can play a part in that and, uh, and kindly correct any false teaching. Uh, so we're going to go on to Wyatt, who's waiting at the bottom of the mountain for us. He didn't want to go on the hike today, so he's in the comfort of his own car. What you got for us? ASM, hey, I'm going to keep recapping First Timothy with you. Here's what I'm hitting on. It's the theme of money. And Paul is all over this in this in this book. And it's something that we really need to pay attention to because we live in such a rich country. Money's all around us, whether you have it personally or not. You're surrounded by the message that money makes life easy, makes it better. You can't be happy without it and the things that money can buy. And Paul really points out to us just really what Jesus teaches us, which is that you cannot love both God and money. And I think it would be so much easier, maybe, if we just had some guidelines, like, okay, Jesus, Paul, tell me, like, how much money can I make? Uh, how many pairs of shoes can I have? How big can my house be? How nice can my car be? And then I can just button that area up my, out of my life and, and just not worry about it anymore. But the thing is that they don't do that because the problem with money is actually inside. It's a heart issue. It's that money vies for our desires, our affections, and our trust. And, and Paul's kind of conclusion here in chapter six 
is that you cannot trust money. Don't love it. Don't look to it to be the thing that provides for you. Don't look to stuff because it will take your desires and your affections away from God and only God is actually trustworthy. I'm filming this in my car right now and there's a reason for that. It's because for me, the thing that really I love, if I'm honest, the thing that I actually have to be careful about is I love cars, okay? And you wouldn't know it from looking at the cars that I drive necessarily, but I do. I love cars. I love Teslas. I've I've actually just been looking online the last few days because I'm thinking about buying a car and maybe I I shouldn't be, but I just, I, I love it. And so I drove around and I'm filming this because I found this Ferrari. How sweet is that car? I have no idea whose car this is. They might come out of the store any second and wonder why I'm filming them. But, but the thing is like, I see cars like that. I'm just like, that would be so fun to have. And, and this is the thing that happens with stuff. And it's probably not cars for you. Maybe it's something else. It's that desire of like, man, I want that. I love that. My life would be better if I had that. And Paul says, be careful, man. The more you have, the more that there's around you, the more tempting it's going to be to think that life is about what you have. And it's not. God loves you. He can take care of you. He richly blesses you with all things, not just material, but spiritual, relational, all that. Let's look to him and not let anything take us away from it. That's what we want to think about when we think about money in the book of 1 Timothy. All right, ASM, there you have it. That's the book of 1 Timothy. It's been awesome to study this with you. Uh, watch out for false teachers. Think about what real, true leadership looks like and beware the dangers of money. That's what we recapped with you in this time. And now you're gonna talk with your small group. And here's what I want you to ask. As we were in this book together, as you did this study, two things. One, what is one thing that you learned and two, what is one thing that God is challenging you with right now through the truth in this book? What needs to be different about your life, your mindset, your attitudes because of the truth in God's word that we studied together? Uh, have a great time. We're so excited. Next week, we begin a brand new series called Meant for Good, and we're going to be looking at the life of Joseph in the book of Genesis, looking at the way that God brings good out of evil. Can't wait to join you next week. See you then.